This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard. They make it seem like such a big deal. Their job is so hard. Oh, wah, wah. Why don't you try doing this job, guys, if it's so easy, right? Because even a monkey could do it. That's what you're saying, right? I thought so. All you have to do is say the, uh, what's the word? Uh, oh, yeah. Words. All right. This is Funny People Talking. Hi, I'm Nathan Russell of Hammond Hill Media, and I would rather jump in a time machine and take myself back to the Javits Center in November of 2016 and watch the election results come in over and over and over again like an endless Groundhog Day than listen to funny people talking. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Rako, and so thrilled you're here. I can't, like, on the thrillometer, it's all the way at a 10. And, uh, <laughs> and laughing, laugh, laughing to my joke right away is my good friend and my co host, Dresden Engel. Dresden, hello. Hello, beautiful people. That's right. Nice to see you. And also with us, as per usual, not that she's as per usual, she's the usual, but it's Elsie, our <laughs> producer. Hi, Elsie. Hi. I think more like predictable. Predictable. predictable that I don't that know. Is. <laughs> and just and just when we think Elsie's predictable, she she does something completely true. unexpected. You're so right. It's, hey, it's you know what? Of... We have we have a very funny person as our guest today. Maybe he'll break her. That's right. All right, everybody. Uh, that our <laughs> guest happens to be Nathan Russell. He is the founder of Hammond Hill Media, and he's a comedian and he's a writer. And what we love is so much of his company is about comedy and improv as the ethos of what he does for uh, helping brands. So we're going to get into that. But first, we're going to have so much more in this show. We've got an improv game we haven't played in a really, really, really long time. Dresden's never played it with us. Uh, and um, also, uh, we're going to have another round of a Dresden moment. We have a very unusual yum or yuck segment here that we're actually going to do it near the front of the show and we'll explain why and of course our salute to the spirit of tina fey and <laughs> then all about nate uh so that's coming up going to be a great show but first a quick question for dresden dresden there you know are what, Mark? if you don't mind i'm going to be spontaneous here since we have a king of improv with us could we direct it to Nate today instead of me? No, what you're about this to is say? your responsibility. <laughs> this, this is, is your segment. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also that, that's an it's an extreme overstatement. Like it, you're talking to somebody who hasn't done improv since March. <laughs> I have sensed Dresden. I have sensed a continued resistance <laughs> to this particular aspect of the show, which I clearly. <laughs> Reviewed with I'm you. A scripted, I'm a scripted sketch girl, and now we have so, a god of improv you are amongst so, us. I you have to deliver so that much harder and better. I'm going to show you how it's done, Dresden. Hey, Which was Elsie. my nickname in college, by the way. Anyway. Hey, Elsie, I know I, I got a question for you, Elsie. What? Dresden doesn't want to do this, so I'm, I got a question for I'll you. I'll do it. I'll what, do nah, it. You, know, you lost out. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> Elsie, I noticed that there's a lot of. There's like a lot of party streamers, like all over the, all the, over. You know, the room that you're in there, like uh, all over, all over you, all over everywhere. Have you been partying? What's going on? 
God, no. I don't party. You know better, better than that. I had to do some grocery shopping. And unfortunately, when I was out, none of your business invited the jazz band over and they got a little out of control. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you. Can't do it. I can't leave the damn cat alone. I feel this worked out for the best, Dresden, honestly. I don't know. I'm gonna, you know, I was I was gonna try to keep it away from the election celebration and you know, and maybe we would talk about the streamers being used as toilet paper because we're all out of toilet paper again. Yay. By the, by the way, that's the very best reference to not saying something about something is by saying, you know what I would have talked about, but I didn't, is this. Because like, all the pressure is off. That's right. That's right. Anyway, thank you very much, <laughs> Dresden. Thank you very much, Elsie. Uh, hey, Dresden. Uh, yes, lovey. Here, here's a function for you. I feel you Talk can carry me. out. Tell me to start the show. Oh, my God. Marky, start the show. <laughs> From the Mouth Media Network Studios in New York City, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako, Dresden Engel, and Elsie. All right, everybody, we are here with this crazy ram shot. I don't know if that's a word, ram shot, uh, ram, ransacked, rambuckle. I don't know, some sort of rammed word. Carbuncle. Uh, show... Carbuncle. <laughs> it's a carbuncle. Uh, that's from our very first episode. Go back and listen to it. You'll get it. It's moist. <laughs> My carbuncle. I know that that is a dichotomy. That, that it's moist, it's moist, it's moist, it's moist, it's moist, but it's a carbuncle. What did you expect? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> It's we worth are it, so, by the way. It's, it is worth it. What a great episode with uh, Clarity and our live audience, uh, episode number one of Funny People Talking. Anyway, we are here with uh, Nate Russell. I'm so happy you're here, man. So excited. Yeah. Let's get a quick piece of housekeeping out of the way with speed. It is our tribute to Tina Fey. Our hope is that by praying to the comedy gods, Nate, yes. someday, some way, Tina Fey will participate in this show in wow. some capacity every episode we pray to the comedy gods for her to send a postcard do a drive-by send a pizza call into the show join us it will be the and it comes from the fact that i've had about five near misses with working with her and so all we can do is put it out to the universe and hope it sticks you sure. never know uh, no, so we're gonna you. now you know this is true the first improv team i was ever on of course great improv name tuna fey I feel we've come close. Oh, Isn't that terrible? But a classic improv team name from about the Tuna, year 2008. Tuna Fey. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Okay, so thank you for mentioning that. It has changed my perception of you very much mm -hmm. to the positive. No, I'm kidding. I'll lead it off. Oh, Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Comedy gods, please deliver Tina Fey. Tina. Tina, 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 Tina. I once wanted to meet a girl named Tina. 
You could be. We could even resurrect Tuna Fey for you and bring you in. Then it'll be Tuna Fey starring Tuna Fey. Or we'll never say the word Tuna Fey again. Whatever you need. We will go out and research where Tuna Fey is. All the participants, pull them back together, reboot it just to have your participants, just for Tina Fey. Amen. All right. So let's go to our segment of. Yum or Yuck with Elsie. She loves bacon, she's cantankerous, and her cat's in a jazz band. She's the producer, it's Elsie. Wow. With Elsie. Now, Elsie, um, I, um, I did. Uh, I sent a messenger yes. over to bring you something. Uh, yeah, my neighbor's uh, kid, um, little DJ. Did he bring you your your thing? Yep, right. yep you did. We're very special. This is a. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Dresden, that we were not able to send you, but uh, you'll very quickly understand why that could not have been done easily. Okay. Um, and yeah. uh, so just to explain uh, what this is, Nate, uh, Elsie, our producer, will occasionally on this show taste something, a food that she's uh, procured or has been sent to her, reviews it, talks about it, gives it a taste test, and then gives it a rating on a scale of chickens. Hmm. That's just the rating scale we use, sure. you know, pertaining to the uh, the the uh, rubber chicken of comedy. So, I love and uh, exactly, and uh, and so it, it's a, it's and then she tells us whether it's yum or yuck. So, Elsie, take it away. All right. So um, today I have the um, Jolly Llama. I don't know if you guys have ever had this. You can find it at Whole Foods, but they're <laughs> dairy free. So uh, I I already ate one. I'll, I'll admit it. I had uh, mango. So sue me. I ate it. It was really good. But they also sent over some uh, strawberry, raspberry, some chocolate chip mint sandwiches, which is what my neighbor's kid took over to Mark and messengered. It's good to have a neighbor with a kid who'll do anything for a dollar. And um, <laughs> then I also have this, uh, an ice cream cone, <laughs> but it's not real ice cream and it's chocolate caramel chocolate chips. So wait a minute. So. These are vegan. These are non-GMO verified. They're they're gluten-free also. Yeah. Uh, Even this, this is a chocolate, sorry, I don't mean to head over here, but Cool Mint Chocolate Chip Ice Cream Sandwich that is Mm. gluten-free and dairy-free. I can't wait to see how this tastes. This is actually just Jolly Llama. This is raspberry. This is the cone. It's Casper's Ice Cream. It's a very big brand, especially mm. out in the Midwest and like out of Utah and everything. They're like a huge brand. And this is their dairy free line. This is really cool. Jolly Llama. What a freaking yeah. great name. But the mango sorbet, um, the one that I had, the mango sorbet one that looks like this was awesome. Okay. And it, you just, you know, eat it. So, all right, um, go for it. So, one, two, three, go. Okay, so that's a sorbet, a dairy-free mm. sorbet. It's raspberry. Can you? It, it does look like raspberry. Is that like a push-up, Elsie? Yes, it's delicious. It's like a push-up. Very it's delicious. refreshing. Very refreshing. Wow. I love that Eat kind of Eat yours stuff. now. I'll eat mine. All right. So mm. uh, this is a Cool Mint chocolate chip ice cream sundae. I'm sorry for uh, flaunting this in front of all of you. I'm sure this is just delightful for you, Nate. But you can see it's actually green like mint. And it's a little mini ice cream sandwich. It's so cute. It's like a little baby, like a mini me ice cream sandwich. Let me taste it. Hmm. Well, honestly, that's really good. That I, to the fact that's dairy free and gluten free. Yeah. And non GMO and vegan and all that. That is. I told you their stuff. That good. is amazing. And, so and what you, it's accessible. It's not like you can only you get think- it in Iceland or something. 
Yeah. What do you think it is? What do you think the yumminess is if it's not rooted in ice cream? Fairies. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, Icelandic the sorbet is fruit, right? Sorbet. Yeah, the sorbet I understood. But the... All right. So that's a good question, George. I don't know. I think that's a fair enough. They're, they're like a really, like, I don't know, almost a hundred year old ice cream company or something like that's that. That's amazing. Hey, I'm so you know what? Do, um, let's just I'm going to eat this. And then um, while you guys are talking, I will look it up and interject at some point. I'll Wait, look it can up. we? You said you had another one? Yeah, I just said Did you that. Have another I'm going to eat it. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. See, it's, so this, you're distracted by your tasty goodness. You're not I know. So this is a cone. This is a <laughs> that cone. That was also my nickname in college. Oh, that's what the ice cream looks like when it comes flying out of your mouth. Yeah. So, awesome. Check this one. And in your beard. <laughs> that's why I don't do this segment. Elsie does it. <laughs> it's the beard. All right. Ah, yummy. Right? Healthy. It looks all chocolatey, chippy. Looks like yummy. Chocolate heaven. Yeah, right. All right. Don't worry. So. Don't worry, Nate. We'll get to you soon. No. <laughs> I'm, enjo- I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying. It looks delicious. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, this is an ice cream cone, what, with chocolate and nuts and stuff? Or what is it? It's chocolate caramel with the chocolate chips and these like giant mm. chocolate chunks on it. And that's that's all the same vegan, non dairy. Yeah, it says it on the thing. Dairy Amazing. free, gluten free. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and give mine the ice cream sandwich, the chocolate chip. That is a that is 158 out of 158 chickens, because I'm so impressed at how good that tasted. I gobbled it down. Now, granted, it was fairly efficient in its sizing, but. I, I also was a little, it also was guilt free because it was so small. That's a perfect score for me, that ice cream sandwich. So, congratulations, yeah. Caspers, Yay. on your jolly. Yeah, I'm just going to say, Mama. The mango was amazing. The raspberry was amazing. This chocolate one is amazing. I didn't try the strawberry, but I'm going to guess Elsie since needs three a out of four was amazing. I must say, all four are amazing. Can, so, I'm saying. That's amazing. five amazing. Yeah. The yeah. source yeah. lacking. Yeah. Amazing. The purpose, you purposely used all those amazings because I know, Elsie, even though you're a woman of few words, yeah. you do have a large vocab deep inside. Yeah. So yeah. Um, 72 chickens out of 72 for everything. And I wow, say a massive that's fantastic. yum. And, massive um, yum. Yep, so yum for me. So, yeah. I'm just saying they sell dry ice for packing, so it could have come to mine in Nate's home. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't even know where one procures dry ice from. Do you know where one gets dry ice? Sure, I've had. I've never passed a store that like says we sell dry ice. I mean, but so you let me ask you: you have you been in a show before where dry ice was used in some way for an effect? Oh, true. So you yeah. you were just too much of a stage stage diva to see what the crew was doing to make yes. the magic happen. So you could come out in an, in the fog and be all mysterious and magical. Those people will do it. So the behind the stage people and I are friends. So I know where they get the dry ice when they yeah, make this, me when I exactly. float out like a fairy. The stage, exactly. The stagehands, they have a lot of time to figure that stuff out because it's not like they're out choosing what color clothing to wear. It's all black, so. Oh. oh. 
You could have redeemed yourself. You could have said amazing well, things about the backstage crew. But well, keep going. Course, keep digging. That's right. Keep well, digging. Well, fortunately for me, I think anyone that has ever known me in acting is aware of what a unreasonably unrepresentative comment that is by me of my own self. So anyway, um, all right. Your request Dresden. for the dressing room. Elsie, well done. Thank you very much. And thank you very Yay. much. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So uh, non-dairy is tapioca um, oh. and locust bean. And, oh, um, thank God yeah. locust was an adjective there. I was scared. Potato starch, white rice flour, cocoa powder, oh. tapioca yeah. starch. So, yeah. So wow. I guess that kind of sort of makes it. So locust kind of a little bit of diabetic friendly too, maybe possibly. Does that make it rice cream? Oh, <laughs> no, not good. No. Okay. Anyway, Elsie, thank you. And, and a big, a big thank you. A big thank you to Casper's ice cream for sending that Casper. out. That's right. Okay. Uh, let's move along right now to, uh, we're going to change to one of our other favorite channels. And that is, uh, it's time for uh, a, a Dresden moment. And now it's time for Dresden Moments. <laughs> Dresden, what Hi. moment have you thought of today? You know what's really interesting? I knew exactly what I was going to say. Okay, so I'm going to talk about um, somebody else's most embarrassing moment that I got to be privy to. So I worked at a film and photography museum for most of my career, you know, for half of my career and preparing for a very big guest star to come to town. Uh, he was in town to receive a very big honor. And uh, this was when I was younger and his name is Gregory Peck. So I am with the person who was in charge of the event and we're trying to get the mansion prepared and so on and so forth. And, you know, like any 35,000 square foot mansion, uh, there's many entrances. So this older lady's banging on the front door and he's just like, go around, go around. And I'm like, well, maybe she needs needs help. And he's like, oh, we are too busy. Just go. He's saying to her, you need to go around. When we met her at the other door, we were a little embarrassed because it was Audrey Hepburn. Oops. Oh, wow. She was surprising Ooh. Gregory Beck by wow. presenting the award <laughs> to him because of their Roman holidays day together. And we're like, listen, old lady, he's like, wow. old lady, just go around <laughs> to the other door. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. She, she accepted his apology and they became fast and steady friends. But um, how often in your life do you diss Audrey Hepburn? Not too often. Nope. No. That's awesome. That's a great story. <laughs> a Dresden moment. A Dresden moment with Audrey Hepburn. Um, Almost not. <laughs> Audrey at the side door. <laughs> Oops. All right. All right. We're, we're gonna, thank you for that, Dresden. That was awesome. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's improv time right after Ooh. this. In 1895, Italian inventor Guglielmo Marconi sent and received his first radio signal. It was the beginning of a revolution in communication and entertainment. Little did he know that more than a century later, his work would be fully corrupted by two idiots who got a hold of a microphone. On a related note, this is Funny People Talking. All 
right, everybody. It is time for one of my favorite parts of the show, and that is our improv game. And I pulled an oldie but a goodie out of the vault, and it's called Guppy Tank. And it's it's basically based on the premise of pitch shows like uh, Shark Tank, where you have something to pitch. The only difference is, is what we're pitching are probably uh, implausible businesses probably no one would invest in based on suggestions <laughs> from the other participants. So you're given the suggestions, and based on that, you have to come up with a full pitch to the guppy tank investors and Guppies. try to convince them right. and field objections that you overcome and hopefully in the end you will mr rico an- did you make this up i did i'm digging it thank you all right so uh can i say something yeah you can i just wanted to say that the last inch of this cone is solid chocolate <laughs> <laughs> I'll I, give you I, a million dollars, Elsie. There's so many pitch. things I want to say, but I'm trying to be a lady. Oh, it's the last inch that matters. I don't know. Uh, the word uh, no. There's so much. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, Nate, <laughs> there's so many. Nate, since you are the uh, one of the the more experienced improvers, well, of that the group, since March, apparently. I know, right? Jeepers, creepers. <laughs> hard to get uh, the stage time right we're now. We're all you know dying, right? We're That's tying. Right, it's true. Oh. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna offer the leadoff spot to you if you oh, wish to right. take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we actually usually do a demonstration and then have the the guest at a later slot. But I, I, I have such high confidence in you. <laughs> I, I like to offer a chance to lead off. So because Upstate so, Citizen Brigade is all over his bio. Exactly. exactly. Does that have anything because, to do with it? So you've seen pitch shows like Shark Tank or whatever before, sure. you know how that works. So uh, what we're going to do is give you two suggestions, um, a word, and then a uh, – so it should be a noun and a verb. Okay. So, Elsie, uh, why don't you give a noun to Nate, and Dresden, you give him a verb, and he has <laughs> to incorporate that into what the pitch what, what the business or the product or whatever is that he's pitching uh, in some some way that would Nate somehow make sense. This this actually could be a business. All right. Fungus. All right. Fungus. And the verb is gyrate. All right. So you <laughs> go ahead. You are on Guppy Tank, Nate, sure. presenting a business that has something to do with fungus and gyrate. Take it away. Sure. Well, it is absolutely a pleasure to be here with all of you, and I'm looking forward to taking your money and putting it directly into this business, okay. uh, which is going to be a success. Now, as we all know, it's been a rough time for gyms. Gyms are closed everywhere. You can't get into a gym. You cannot. Okay? And what we are all tired of is working out at home. It's terrible. Okay? So this is a business that combines the excellent outdoor activity of foraging for mushrooms with with an exercise regimen okay so what 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 you will do is this is a, a program and we give you the tools necessary to go out and find mushrooms on the ground okay and then they you you add a little motor onto the mushroom and it shakes like a shake weight okay so there's a gyrating motion to the mushroom in your hand and it has all the practical functionality of the shake weight and that type of exercise but you're outdoors in nature and it can't be shut down due to, you know, uh, lockdowns, et cetera. 
All right, I want 51% of your company. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. She, she oh, that was it. easy. No questions at all. That was easy. Wonderful. Okay. I, actually, I have a quick question. Do you oh, have yeah. a, sure. do, do you have any sales? Sure. Do we have any sales? Well, right now, you know, some of our sales, the, the good news is, is that in the foraging, if you find edible mushrooms, you can sell them to a restaurant. So that's where most of my sales have come from so far is I've been going out and finding the mushrooms and then going into restaurants and being like, Hey, would you guys want these? Would you buy them for me? So I do have some active sales that way. Um, gym memberships. It's harder to get people to pay for the gym membership part of it um, because it's just outdoors. So you sort of have to chase people down to get them to give you the money for the membership. But uh, sales on the mushroom uh, restaurant side are up. Yes. Do you offer any type of affiliate program? So for example, if I'm in a gym that's been closed for a while and I find fungus, am I able sure. to... <laughs> No, that is true. And because of how long some of these gyms are, and you know, a lot of people don't know this, but when the gyms all closed, people's clothes were left, sweaty clothes left in the lockers started to oh grow fungus. God. And this is actually oh, where yeah. I got the idea yeah. was oh. I went into the gym to collect my clothes once it reopened. And there was so much fungus. I said to myself, this is disgusting. Let me get this outside and start a business. Uh, can I ask what, what prompted you to add the gyration element Oh, sure. Well, I just saw that, you know, I watch a lot of late night TV. Um, so I saw the ads for the shake weight and I thought someone's making a buck off that. So let me just add that in and it'll make it something that, that I can sell. <laughs> well, I'm going to make an offer. I, I want, I, 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 I'll offer you um, $28 million for, uh, but I, I want 48% of the business. Sure. Sure. Well, I mean, that sounds good. Um, Mark Cuban has offered me um, <laughs> part of his tequila business, you know, oh. in exchange for part of this. So, so why you know, why are you here myself. then? Why are you here? I'm so what you're saying all, is you're saying I'm you believe all the it shows. Is, I'm doing you, all the shows. You, what, what I essentially hear you saying, cockroach, is that you believe in Mark Cuban's tequila business more than you believe in your own business. Um, yes, that is 100% true. <laughs> that is not a lie. So, uh, no deal. No deal for Nate and his gyrating fungus business, but a great, great presentation. Oh, my God. I'm bowing. Congratulations. Okay. Nate, well done. Well done. Listen, well done. Listen, can I just say something? Although I'm much older than Nate, let's just use this scenario regardless. I wouldn't want to date him because he was the most amazing BS artist Yes. Uh, he was sincere and, and so oh, it was so believable. You know, I love it. You don't do yes and, you just do fucking yes. <laughs> yeah, you're, just, you're just yes, period. There's no reason to go on beyond that. You should have believed that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I thought, have you ever given a thought until now, until Elsie said fungus? Have you given any thought nope. to the to the sweaty clothes left in lockers? Oh no, no, not. But, no, but, but you, I, your no. brain. <gasps> so legit, yeah. legit, legit. Sorry, I don't know if you're um, married or what, and I don't want to scare the women away, but ooh, girl, you know how to lie. Mm. <laughs> well, anyway, Nate, great job. That was really oh, funny. Uh, did great he have job. to go uh, first? I uh, didn't expect it. It was uh, so great. Um, I'm no, rusty. Just I haven't done this since March. Do, do, I know. So listen, um, yeah. uh, I, I'm certainly happy. I'm certainly happy to go. But Elsie or Dresden, do you want to give a pitch? Else, how you feeling, Else? I'm feeling like Mark should do it. 
Okay, mock. I'm feeling like Mark. <laughs> All right, no, give mock. me a noun and a verb. Mock. Give me a noun and a verb. Uh, Nate, Nate and Elsie, give me a noun and a verb. How about keys? Keys. Okay. Um, decapitate. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Hello, everybody. And uh, I would like to tell you about my business, uh, Keyhead which is a new type of weapon system I'm hoping to make available to various military and uh, groups and militant groups as well. Uh, and I believe you'll find this a very exciting reuse of an everyday household item. I'm asking for um, $150,000 for 0.3% of the business because I have a lot of belief in it. Uh, essentially, what, what, what's, what's one thing everybody has? It's an asshole. But something also everybody has is a key. And one thing that we haven't really been uh, hasn't really been told to us is that keys are not just for opening doors. They are for decapitating people. If you know how to use them, the problem is, is we haven't really explored how sharp a key can really get. Most keys are fairly dull, but if you sharpen a key properly, it doesn't just still open the same door. It can cut. It can Excuse close me. a door. Obviously, here on Guppy Tank, we, <laughs> we can do. close the door. <laughs> here Sorry. on Guppy Tank, we don't promote violence. I just wanted to clarify: Are you saying this is more for um, military situations and not for the average person? Well, I wouldn't want to keep anyone from accessing the ability to defend themselves, but primarily the thing is, is the, the fact is, Dresden, that's a great question. Most most of the people don't have the kind of money that we'll be asking for. So because, you know, for most people, they expect to pay, what, $1.75, $3 for a key. Each of these keys is $925,000. So, oh, wow. You know, yeah, because they're they're ultra sharp. It's a deterrent, both from yeah. using, you know, from violence and from buying them, actually. But OK, it's a true deterrent. So anyway, uh, we believe that what's great is these are great for undercover situations like SEAL Team 6. These are great. They're very easily transportable. It will reduce the, it'll reduce the weight on like things like helicopters and aircraft. The Think of the number of keys you could carry on an airplane versus, say, large guns, large, large artillery. Uh, and if you drop a number of these from an aircraft, if you drop, say, 300,000 very sharp keys, onto some sort of compound, I think you could take a number of terrorists out. Uh, you know what? I, I have to interject. I'm going to defer here to my co-panelists. Um, because I um, am concerned about TSA and and things being smuggled in and so forth, I, I'm going to be out. I'm out. Uh, yeah, I'll, okay. We'll see what, how the others feel. Because I, I, I am concerned about people smuggling in these weapons disguised as keys. Okay. Yeah, I, I would have a similar concern. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, now, you said you could drop this out of an aircraft sure. onto someone to decapitate them. That that sounds good, but wouldn't that person also then be able to open the door to my house if they had my key? <laughs> good point. Well, we're, we're, that's a great question, Nate. And I think what we're really doing is we're, we're depending on – we're counting on the effectiveness of the key mm. to do its job, in which case that person would be decapitated. Sure. And I think the percentage likelihood of them showing up at your house is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
drops in the You know, you do make a very, very good point there, sir. Yeah, you do. It's a, it's, it would be a concern. I also wonder, are you getting any pushback or competition from the, you know, say the knife industry? <laughs> yes, they, the knife union uh, has reached out to uh with a formal a formal complaint uh-huh. uh and i must say that their uh their insults cut deep so yeah, it was- yeah. <laughs> so uh anyway uh we're, we're not worried though because you know they've had a stronghold for many years really centuries and they didn't think of this so we think we're smarter okay do you see uh this yes keychains yeah that's actually a lethal weapon Mm-hmm. But it's yep. cute because it looks Good like a movie, cat. by the way, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I was wondering, what could you do to make it more appealing to people who like cute stuff? Uh, we don't really Instead care of a about key, them. Which is, we're not... <laughs> They're often the targets for our keys. So <laughs> sorry to say. Oh. Well, then That's I'm out. Unless it's for. shaped like a cat, I don't want it. So. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess there's just one one left, Nate. Nate, I do want to just close with this, and then we'll we'll get to it. Is uh, uh, I I did not mention that one of our big pushes next year will be key rings. Oh, did you just take that from the cat self defense key ring I showed you? All nope, right. had it all along. All right. <laughs> oh, I mean, that does sound like an interesting market. Yeah, it's a sure. diversification of our portfolio, really, no. that we believe will go far because with every key that we sell, we think the key ring could go along with it. Sure. So, Nate, are you are you in? Uh, yes, I I am in. Oh boy. I, yes, I'm willing to offer you 100 percent of my mushroom gem business. <laughs> Wait, does that mean I have an interest in the tequila business too? <laughs> that means you also have half of that business. Then, yes, by, we have a deal. Connection. This, Thank you. The, the six oh, steps of no. separation from Mark Cuban. All right, that is Guppy Tank. Thank you, everybody, for playing. Oh my god! Yay. Oh my god! I hurt myself. The knife. The knife union has called. I know, oh right? my god! Thank you. They were, okay. There was very, very, very sharp wording in that. So, oh all right, we will take a quick break. When we come back, it's all about Nate, as it should be, as right after this. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Funny People Talking and Elsie at Elsie the Producer. And please, for the love of all that is holy, Subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. All right, Nathan Russell, my friend, thank you for playing along and uh, leading us in a very productive direction with that game. Do you feel good? Uh, like, do you feel back in it now that you've broken that curse of I not have, since March? I have missed it so much. It's like, yeah. it really is a funny thing where it's like, I had been doing a show, you know, at least every week, at minimum a weekly show for like eight years. And to go from that to nothing has just been like this, it's been a huge void. And it's like, Hard to hard to replace it. So thanks for having me. This has been fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was so intrigued by your business, Ham and Hell, because uh, what what you're doing, at least this is how I took it in. You do 
production, you do media for brands, but the ethos of the way you go about the content is based in comedy and improv primarily. And so that kind of creates a unique space for you to exist in and to use a lot of your, your particular set of skills as, as Liam Neeson would say. So um, my question for you is, tell us about the moment that you said, wait, I have an idea. What was that moment that, that peanut butter in the chocolate moment when you said, wait a minute, these things should go together. And I think I can make some money at this. Sure. I mean, that's, you know, I, I don't think there's a single moment that I could describe like that to me is it was sort of like an evolution. I mean, definitely there was a moment where I fell in love with the creative potential that improv opens up, you know? And I think that that would probably be, you know, I started going like got it getting involved at Upright Citizens Brigade around 2008. And I remember going and seeing some of the, the <laughs> more senior teams that were performing at that time. And there were still teams in 2008 that were like from that original generation of UCB hmm. who were sort of like the, the grandfathers of the of the community. at that. Does time. that mean Tina phasing your phone? <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Uh, Continue. Sorry. Go on. No, no, no. I just, we, uh, uh, no, I can't say that I've, I've met checking. her. It's definitely the generation after that. But <laughs> oh, like, okay, okay. But but they but they uh, <laughs> there was such love between those people on the stage and such just like acceptance mm. of each other's ideas and a willingness to put the ideas over self that I was like I. I love this. And at that time in, in my life, I was really craving that kind of like creative collaboration. And I jumped in with both feet. And, you know, uh, at that time as well, UCB was starting to do like digital video. And so the first formal opportunity I had with, you know, inside of UCB's community, comedy community was on their digital video teams, which are called beta teams. And I think we produced like, I want to say, 75 sketches in 18 months. Like we were almost on a weekly cadence of just like wow. burning stuff out and like, you know, meeting until all hours of the night to like write and produce. And it was, it was such a, like a boot camp of, of comedy rooted in the, those tenants. And so to me, like w what I find a lot in creative collaboration is that there's a vulnerability to it, you know, and that's true when you're working with someone like on stage, like improvising or acting together, right? You're vulnerable with that person. You're, you're putting your ideas out there. And what you want to hear is I hear something great in what you said and what you, what you're doing. And I know how to help you like make it better, you know? And there's definitely that opportunity as it relates to working with agencies and brands where it's like, there's a want. And when you bring that ethos of, I'm going to figure out how, what, what I can do to help you. And you're going to bring what you can do that I can't, and we're going to make something really fun together. And that's the kind of creative collaboration I crave. And it's really fun to, to when those opportunities come to, to work with folks who, you know, are open to that type of, um, you know, that, that type of sort of creative feedback loop. You know, uh, one of the things I remember Kelsey Grammer talking about in doing Frasier is that he would not rehearse, fully rehearse or over rehearse 
a scene like a lot of times happens on sitcoms. He would keep it very loose so that he felt like you could live the scene more and really find the real moments in it. And I don't know if that was just an excuse for being unprepared or if it was, but it worked. It worked uh, for him. It's a very successful no, show. No, I, I watch it in I watch it in reruns, and that man was not unprepared. Um, that, I know. Yeah, the I, no, I know. I'm just saying the magic. It yeah, worked. Whatever his it, his he knew what his method was. was. Yeah, exactly. And so my question is, what is it you think in the work that you do with producing tangible media? Does the involvement of improv do to expand and amplify the final result, sure. given that it's only so structured and there's a certain amount of you, you can't predict what's going to happen, what you end up with? Well, I mean, I think that like, depending on the project, I think that dynamic comes into play in a different phase of the project. There's definitely projects that I've done where the end product is very defined, right? You have a script, you have an expectation of like what you're communicating in the piece. Right. And really like the, the, the side where the tenets of improv come in are on the ideation and creation stage. And then it's about executing at a high level. Right. Yes. There are other projects where it's more appropriate for that collaboration to be happening on set with interaction with real people. I love projects where it's about bringing something that's like a little bit of a, of a creation out into the world and interfacing with real people where like the most fun projects I've ever done are ones where there's someone on the other side of it that is having a genuine reaction to something that you're bringing. Mm. That's, you know, that's either joyful or funny or yeah. weird or that serves a point, you know, in those moments, it's about being prepared enough in the pre-production and sort of creative ideation work that you're doing to go out and like, know what kind of interactions to look for and how to shape it while still having fun with the things you can't predict. Mm -hmm. And then frankly, I, I, I also look at the, the editing process as the next round of script writing. A lot of times, like to me, like I love having a script that's brilliant and like hmm. polished and done. But like, to me, if it doesn't work in the edit, it doesn't stay in, in, in my mind. <laughs> and like, let's make something that's like going to make everybody top to bottom look awesome when it comes out. And so I look also see those moments in the edit of like, if we need to change something, tweak something, punch something up, like there's never an end to the phase of the process that is about making the idea as refined and as awesome as it can be. Do most of the clients come to you because they do want there to be an element of humor in the end product? Uh, yeah. I mean, I say, yeah, I think a lot of, especially if it's for the internet, right? The internet has a lot of things on it that are <laughs> terrible and sad, <laughs> right? Yeah. But a lot of times, like when you're working on a project, like your intention is to try to spark some sort of joy or fun or to make something feel shareable and funny is shareable and things <laughs> that are relatable are shareable. And um, I don't often get asked to work on projects that are about something where the really negative, you know, point of view, it's about, it's about trying to create joy and make that the reason that people want to watch it. Yeah. Oh, I love that answer. Thank you. Nate, one last question. Uh, if you were to identify yourself, how would you identify yourself? Are you a comedian doing media? 
are you a media person that knows how to use comedy or are you just a storyteller that uses a different medium depending on what you're doing? Media. Comedia. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, that, that's a good that's term. That's a great freaking name. A comedian. Comedian. I always say comedy. I say comedy filmmaker. I think yeah. it's like I love the I love the process. Like a big thing for me has been about learning how to do all phases. You know, so like in my career, it's been like some stuff in front of the camera, some stuff in the sort of like creative side, some on the producing logistics side post-productions where I sort of like started. I love the process yeah. and the the collaborative process. And I love wow. being able to like work inside of each of those worlds. So like, I guess I, I always say comedy filmmaker because it covers the genre that I love and the process that like gets me up in the morning, <laughs> you know? I dig that, man. That's great. Well, uh, how can people connect with you in the business? Oh, sure. So uh, my company's Hammond Hill Media, HammondHill.co. You know, that cool .co. Yeah. You know, web domain. You know, it was a .com. Um, people go, I don't know. He's just kind of run of the mill, but .co. .co. It's very 21st century. Man, it's um, almost like .ai, but just a shy of that. That's right. Well, .ai is what's going to come next when we're all replaced. Oh, of it course. Will all be the .ai, yeah. Um, but while we're all living, breathing people, working jobs, it's .co. So you can find Beautiful. me there. My whole portfolio is there. And yeah, I I love new projects and new, like shit, I love experimental formats too. Yeah. I've done a lot of stuff with like streaming and VR. And I love that stuff. And I think the, the potential is untapped for what it can do. Well, I've been to the site and I have to tell you, the work is magnificent. You're doing a great job. It's hard to believe you've only been, had this company for a, you know, I don't know, year or two or whatever it's been. It's, uh, but it's, it's very clearly the result of a lot of years of experience. There's that momentum there. So congratulations. I think you got a, a delightful road ahead of you. I'm really excited about the prospect of finding ways we can collaborate further, frankly. Absolutely. So, um, all right. Well, uh, Nathan Russell or Nate, as we like to call him. So happy you, you joined us. Thank you so much for uh, making time to do that. And uh, it was really a lot of fun. I, I have a feeling uh, we may invite you back sometime, if nothing else, just to hang out. We'll have so, some, some mushrooms. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's do mushrooms together. Yeah, that'd be great. Sure. <laughs> I, nah, I don't work out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Nate. Uh, that's it for this episode of Funny People Talking. We're sure glad you were with us. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week for another incredible guest. Until then, for our producer, Elsie. Thank you very much. And our wonderful co-host, Dresden. Mark. I'm Mark Rako. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you next time. Until then, stay funny. That's it? That's the end of the show? Boy, oh boy, what a crock. This was Funny People Talking. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at Funny People Talking or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard.